In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony. Last night, there were many healings called out, and people's backs were healed, and legs were healed, and knees were healed, and we prayed for a baby for his digestive system. We pray that he be healed. His name is Isaac. Oh, yes, last night was a wonderful night. There were very few chairs. They were empty. We had about 135, 150 people that came last night to praise God and to worship Him. And you see, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I said uh, when I was calling out the healings that this was not planned. I was planning something else, and it just didn't work out. The Lord had His own plan, and God touched many people, many, many people. Many young people were there, too, who were blessed. Anthony, share about last night. Yeah, sometimes the best plan is no plan at all. That way we just let the work, the Lord work in the way He wants. Not only were there physical healings yesterday, they were healing of the soul. Got a word that the Lord was healing childhood trauma. He was taking away despair, anxiety, pain. The Lord did a mighty, mighty work in the physical and in the, and in the soul. Just so many people were touched. The baby's mother came up and gave an amazing testimony about how she had been on drugs and she had been in car accidents and she had almost died and tried to kill herself. But last night was a night where the light of God began to shine through in her life. God told her things were turning around and 150 people prayed for her and she was weeping under the power of God. It was just so powerful to see what the Lord does, who he is. You know, the Lord's doing all these healings and all these miracles, not because any of us are special. It's because that's who he is. The Lord wants to do the same thing in your life every day. He wants you to know the best plan for your life is no plan at all. It's to just give it over to the Lord. You know, give it over to the Lord and just trust in Him. That He's going to carry you through every moment of your life. That He's going to blow you like a sailboat. The Holy Spirit can just blow you through your life in total peace and patience and capacity. But God is so good and He came so powerfully. And I pray that, Lord, you just touch everyone listening now. You know, before the ra before it started, we told everyone, if you can't be there, YouTube Father Matt Williams, it's live stream, because we know we serve a God who's outside of space and time, and he can touch any of us at any time and any way he wants. All it takes is your surrender. All it takes is your yes. All it takes is your desire and being wide open for the Lord. So in faith, I declare 
over your lives that whatever was released last night in Jesus name, Holy Spirit, release it through the radio today, today and give every listener the anointing to be wide open to receive all of you. And we just take a moment to just honor you, Holy Spirit, and we love you. We know you're the spirit of power, the spirit of truth, the spirit of sanctification. We just ask for you to blow on every listener as Father Tom speaks today, and we give testimony and witness to your goodness. You never know what God's going to do if you're open. I surrender to you, O Lord. Take care of everything. He took care of everything last night. He took care of everything. I said, this isn't what I planned. I planned that we were going to worship, we were going to praise God, and that worship would come, and then we'd pray for the sick. But what happened is that I was getting all these words about healing, and people coming up testifying that they were healed. I said, this was not my plan. This is God's plan. And God's plan is always better or best than compared to our plan. We do the best we can, but we let God do the rest. He, he interrupts us, you know. It's wonderful to be interrupted by the Lord. I tell you, it's wonderful to be interrupted by the Lord because greater things will happen. Greater things will happen. So why don't you come next Saturday, next Wednesday night at 6.05 Mass and 7 o'clock Glory Meeting and just come to St. John the Baptist Church in Quincy, Mass on School Street. I'm reading from Luke 22, chapter 22, verse 24. A dispute arose among themselves as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. Do you see why Jesus had to die? On the night before he died, they're saying, I'm the greatest. No, you're the greatest. They're fighting about great greatness. And Jesus had to take all that to the cross. He said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all people to myself. These are the disciples. These are the apostles fighting about who's the greatest. It's ridiculous. But you know what? They're just like us. They're just like us. We are just like them. And we need to hear what Jesus says in the midst of their arguing who is the greatest. Let's continue. But he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors, but not so with you. Rather, the greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like one who serves. For who is greater, the one who serves? Is it not the one at table? But I am here among you as one who serves. On the night before he died, he washed their feet. He did the job of a slave. That's why Peter said, not me. Jesus said, if I don't wash you, and he meant in his blood, you have no part of me. And Peter said, not only my feet, but my hands and my body. And Jesus said, only your feet today. Oh, yes. And the disciples have just witnessed the first Holy Communion at, at the Mass that Jesus did, and now they're fighting who is the greatest. It reminds me of something that 
uh, I saw on television many years ago, the Mickey Mouse Club. Who's the greatest one of all? Baloney. It's not the greatest. It's the servant. Jesus is the servant. And we have come to serve, not to be served. And you know what? Sometimes it's very difficult. Sometimes it's very difficult because we're human. And you know what? God knows our inabilities to let him be the first and the last. I'm continuing to read. I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you, just as my Father has conferred on me, a kingdom so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. A kingdom, unshakable kingdom, God confers upon us. A kingdom. And let me tell you, on the night before he died, he took bread and wine, and he said, this is my body, this is my blood. Just like Melchizedek was offering the bread and the wine in front of Abraham. Oh yes, it all relates. Jesus is a priest according to the order of Melchizedek, offering bread and wine. Oh yes, but here the disciples are fighting among themselves. And Jesus says, calm down, look at me. I have come as one who serves. I am not come as one who uh, desires notoriety. He had plenty of notoriety. That wasn't his desire. His desire was to serve, and that's what we all are called for. Thank you, Lord. You know, it's when you begin to serve others is when you become fulfilled. You know, we, we're fulfilled in this life when we walk in purpose, and our purpose to be on this earth is to love God and be loved by God. But the greatest virtue that comes out of this is charity. Charity is loving others and helping others for the love of God. It's to see the image of Jesus in everyone you come across. It's to not focus on yourself, but focus upon the Lord and then those around you. Jesus wants to live out his ministry through you today and every day through the Holy Spirit. Jesus resides in your heart through the Holy Spirit. As witness at this meeting, we are still walking in the same power that Jesus walked in. And we're using the same Holy Spirit to release healing that Jesus did. You know, yesterday we spoke about the Holy Spirit to just understand that he's a person. And he has a personality. And he, he wants to be loved and honored. And it's through the Spirit that we are saved. It's through the Spirit that we are sanctified and we are healed and we are loved. You know, I spoke about the apostles. They walked with Jesus in the flesh and they saw every miracle he did and many people did. They saw him transfigured on the mountain. They saw him walk on water. But when it came down to him, his apostles, Peter, they left him. 
They didn't walk to him with the cross. And they weren't convicted. You know, you can we can see signs and wonders. Because not through might, it's not through power. The power of God was witnessed when he stopped, when he walked on water, when he stopped the storms. But it's through the Spirit. It was not till the day of Pentecost where Peter and all these same apostles that left Jesus on the cross and could not walk with him to Calvary. On Pentecost, God, Jesus, sent down the Holy Spirit in one instant. They were filled with the conviction of God. And these same apostles who witnessed every miracle Jesus did but left him were now ready to be martyred for him. And, the, and the, Jesus became more real to them through the Spirit of God than when they walked with him. The Sp Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to us. Jesus is more real to you through the Holy Spirit than he was to the apostles that walked with him. Without the Holy Spirit, nothing happens. The Holy Spirit res reveals the love of Jesus. It reveals the personality of Jesus. Without us receiving the Holy Spirit, it is impossible to know Jesus, to know his heart, to know his love, to know his destiny for you. You know, Father Tom, we worship Jesus, and the Holy Spirit speaks to Father Tom. And he let him know people are being healed. And the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus Christ went forth. As it's going forth now, as we speak about the Holy Spirit, which is God, and we worship Him, because there's no competition in the Godhead, in the Trinity. Glorifying the Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. As glorifying Jesus glorifies the Father. Amen. And the Holy Spirit just continues to manifest as we speak about Him. And it's not through might, it's not through power, it's through the Spirit. So if any of us have sin in our lives, we can't root out. If any of us have pain that can't be resolved, it's through only the Holy Spirit that we become sanctified. And through the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit's power, is where all miracles happen. The Holy Spirit is the forgiveness of our sins. What does it say? Through the ministry of the church and through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the priest absolves the people in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. God sent us the Holy Spirit so that we would be forgiven. God sent us the Holy Spirit so that we would know power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power. How often have we quoted that scripture from Acts 1.8 that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You see, on the day of the resurrection, Jesus breathed in them and said, receive the Holy Spirit, and they did. But on the day of Pentecost, that Holy Spirit became a, a gusher, a gusher. And what has Peter do? He goes and preaches his first sermon, and then he converts by the Holy Spirit 3,000 people, 3,000 men, not counting the women and children. I tell you, we are in absolute need of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we have an adversary, and that adversary wants us out. He wants to, us to be out of the picture. I'm reading from the 22nd chapter 31 
Simon, Simon, listen. Satan has demanded to sift, to sift all of you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your own faith may not fail. Oh, yes, sift like wheat all the apostles. They all fled when Jesus was crucified. Peter denied him three times. Oh, yes, how we need the power of the Holy Spirit to witness to Jesus. How we need the power of the Holy Spirit to bring healing to the sick. How we need the power of the Holy Spirit to proclaim the gospel. Yesterday, Pat called and said, why is it that uh, people that are preaching don't preach about the new birth experience? I said, I don't know, and I think I do know, because they have not received the power of the Holy Spirit. They've preached the best way that they could, but they have not received the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's pathetic. What we need to do is pray for our priests, pray for our ministers, pray for them that they receive the power of the Spirit. Oh, yes, there was a deacon that came last night, Deacon Joe Cooley. He left his job and is in full-time ministry. This is a miracle. This is a miracle. This is a faith. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Oh, yes. Faith is spelled risk. And Deacon Joe Cooley risks everything and is going to do full-time ministry. And I tell you, this is what God loves when people do this, when they count on him with faith. Let's continue. But I have prayed for you that your own faith may not fail and you would strengthen your brothers. And he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison, Peter said, and to death. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the cock will not crow this day until you have denied three times that you know me. Do you see? Jesus prayed for Peter that eventually he would come back to Christ. He was scared stiff. He was scared stiff. And you know, when fear rules a person, love cannot touch them. Perfect love casts out fear, but fear casts out perfect love. We have nothing to be afraid of. Why? Because we have one who loves us. He went to the cross for you. He was buried for you. He rose from the dead for you. We have nothing to be afraid of. We have Jesus in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, through the Holy Spirit, Jesus rests in the hearts of believers. We need to pray for priests that they receive the unction of the Holy Spirit, that they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why don't they preach the second birth experience? Because they don't know the power of the Holy Spirit. But that means that the parishioners need to pray for their priests. Oh, yes, we take for granted the priest. We need to pray for the priest that the priest would come to know the power of the Spirit. I continue. He said to them, When I sent you out without a purse or bag or sandals, did you lack anything? They said, 
No, not a thing. He said to them, But now the one who has a purse must take it, and likewise a bag, and the one who has no sword must sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you, this scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he was counted among the lawless, and indeed what is written about me is being fulfilled. They said, Lord, look, here are two swords. He replied, that's enough. That's enough. When Jesus sent them out, he said, just go and find the house and stay there. He didn't send them with any money, didn't send them with anything, only a pair of sandals to walk. And you know what? They were taken care of. They were taken care of. Jesus knows how to do things. He knows how to do things. He knew that they were going to be taken care of. But they had to come to the experience that we don't need to take all this stuff with us because Jesus is with us and he's going to be with us because he prays for us. Do you know that you have a prayer partner today? His name is Jesus Christ, who sits at the right hand of the Father, and you know what he's doing? He's praying for you. You have a prayer partner. Already we have our seats in heavenly places. I remember the uh, Jehovah Witnesses who came to me, and uh, they wanted to convert me. And uh, I said, let me read a scripture to you. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. Whose witnesses? They wouldn't say, because Jesus was speaking. I said, it's Jesus' witness. He's Jehovah, the second person in the Blessed Trinity. They said, well, you people believe you're going to heaven. I said, by the blood of Jesus and by the grace of God. They said, no, only 144,000 are in heaven. I said, Already we have been seated in heavenly places. They said, where does it say that? I said, give me your Bible. And it was from the book of Ephesians. And I couldn't find it. I said, I can't find it. With that, the wind blew and my finger was on it. We are seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. Well, they were shaken, I'll tell you. I said, you could see that he is the Lord of the wind. He is the Lord of of grace. He is the Lord, and he wants you to know that the people who believe in him have their names already written in heaven, and that we live in heavenly places. Now, not tomorrow, not when we die, your prayer partner is Jesus Christ. Amen. So, Jesus, we just want to take a moment to pray with you for you to release your kingdom upon everyone listening right now that the manifest present the glory of the lord falls you know the holy spirit is the glory cloud so jesus we just ask for a release a release of your glory a release of your healings a release of the father's love in jesus name father pour your spirit out forth upon everyone listening we ask for an experiential encounter with you today jesus you know, the reason we only know Jesus experientially through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can read about him, but we want we don't want to know about you, Jesus. We want to know you personally. We want your spirit to come reside in us and burn, burn in us. The Holy Spirit is a consuming fire. 
So release that fire upon everyone listening right now. Release the miracle and the healing and the love and the glory and the joy. The joy of the Lord is how we're supposed to walk. We pray for Christians who are happy, Christians who are fully alive. Have you ever seen a Christian who's fully alive with the Holy Spirit burning through them? You can see it in their eyes. You can hear it in their voice. We pray, Lord, that our face glows with radiance as Moses did on the mountain. We want to witness to you, Lord. We want to witness to you by our presence. You know, in the spirit realm, you walk in a room and when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, devils leave. You command the room, the atmosphere shifts. It's nothing to do with us. It's because we are meant to be carriers of God's glory. And when we become empty vessels and we give up everything of ourselves, we can be filled with God. We can be filled with the love of God. We can fill with the power of God. But how do we do it? It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's through my spirit, says the Lord. It's through that consuming fire and love of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, pour out. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. The scripture says, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So we ask you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. We ask you that we would be filled like at Pentecost. We ask you that we would be filled and we start praying in tongues. We ask you that we would prophesy, Lord. We ask you that we would dream dreams and have visions, Lord. This is what it says in Joel, that in the last day I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. This is what Jesus uh, proclaimed. He promised these things in the Scripture through the Holy Spirit. And you know what? People have said that the Holy Spirit is the forgotten person in the Trinity, and I've told you, if people say that, nothing's happening in their church because the Holy Spirit is the one who does all these things. He glorifies Jesus Christ, and he wants you to know that you are loved with an everlasting love. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.